This is Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Julie. We are actors, costumers, movie, and book enthusiasts. But we have very different tastes. So every week we pick a pop culture period piece to talk about. Our thoughts about the movie and also anything the movie brings up. Like how the mummy is totally written through the female gaze and Santa Fe from Newsies is the ultimate I want song. Do you know what that is? Listen to us. So if you like movies with corsets, manners, and cottagecore aesthetics, give us a listen. Pop culture period piece has a new episode dropping every Thursday. Bye. Bye. You fully love living up here in space, right? So? So, if you're not Mondo nice to me, I'll tell Daddy I don't think you cars deserve to stay on this station. Cetus Lapidus, you think your father's going to reassign us just because you tell him to? Want to find out? Uh, no, it's okay. Let's just make this simple. You be super, super sweet to me, and everything will be fine. Binus! Binus is my state of being. (laughs) That's such a good joke. That's such a good joke. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentary. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to all of our listeners. Today, we're talking about Xenon, the sequel. Woohoo! Zoom, zoom, zoom. Except that's Make not the song. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Supernova. Nova, girl. Val, before we get started, I just have to say, I surely did miss you. I missed you. Friends, we were both on vacation. So we didn't see each other. We typically see each other and talk all the time. And for about like two, three weeks, we did talk. We texted a little bit, mm-hmm. but we weren't, you know, seeing each other's faces in the screen and listening to our voices through the screen. That's right. So yeah. we're back to the screen, baby. Right. Let's go. And we both went to respective Disney locations. Val, <laughs> where did you go? I went, well, I went to Hawaii for my honeymoon, as I mentioned I might. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think I mentioned that I was actually doing in more recent episodes. And among other things, we did go to Aulani, the Disney yeah. resort. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually wearing my Aulani hat right now. Yeah. Confirm. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing. It was so nice. We had a really funny character breakfast by accident the last morning we were there. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Like, we just didn't know we were signing oh, up you for were about character to get breakfast. The, like, music, and they're like, Brady D, Heady Howell, the people, Chip and Dale are on their way to deliver your family. Right, exactly. <laughs> we did, like, we got, like, a photo op, and we didn't know we were getting a photo op. It was very Oh, fun. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Perfect. Yeah, Al, um, where were you? I went to Disney World <gasps> and I went for six days. That's the longest Disney trip that I've had in a long time. Wow. But we only did parks two of the days. We went to Epcot one day um, where listener of the pod, Zach, uh, who also works at Disney, um, we drank around the world in Epcot. <gasps> and then he also came with us to the Magic Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom another day. 
And the rest of the days were really nice, relaxing days, reading, hanging out, um, Disney Springs. But it was really cold. It was 50 degrees the entire time. That's so crazy. Florida, Florida didn't didn't hold out for, for the weather. But my most comfortable form is a sweatshirt and leggings. So being able to wear that into a Disney park was actually very comfortable for me. And I will say that you looked very cute in your sweatshirt. Thank you. I did make everyone take a million pictures of me. <laughs> Um, I also, coming on our TikTok soon, did Al on the street in a different form um, than Val did the first time. (laughs) And it was when I was in Epcot. And so it gets continuously more drinks in me. (laughs) Perfect. I also did mine in Epcot. So, well, at some point we'll go to the other parks. It's perfect. It's perfect. Also, I just One day Val and I will drink around the world together. We better. We better. Um, I also just want to note that normally we bleep every time we say Disney, but considering that Disney would probably appreciate us talking up visiting their properties, I am not going to spend the time bleeping out the like 50 times that we just said Disney. So starting now, our normal (laughs) making my life life hard. Okay, perfect. Val. Xenon the sequel. Is it time to talk about Xenon? Yeah. Okay. Well, Xenon the sequel came out January 12th, 2001. Whoa. So we have exited the year 2000 officially. Crazy. I've been to the year 2000. And now we're in 01 and it's fun. Okay. (laughs) And then the song just ends. Yeah. I'm a master of musical (laughs) improv. Yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, Xenon the Zequel was directed by Manny Koto, who you might recognize uh, his name because he also directed The Other Me. Mm. Otherwise, he didn't do any other DCOMs. He is like a t- mostly a TV writer. We talked about it last time. And Xenon the Zequel was written by none other than Stu Krieger. Oh, Stu shout out. Stu shout out. We just talked about him in our last episode. I'm obsessed with Stu Krieger, I honestly. Mean- obsessed and maybe we need stew shout out merch or at least like a sticker i don't know if we need like stew shout out shirts but like a stew shout out sticker would be awesome i will make a stew shout out sticker for sure stay tuned folks for to our merch store yeah so stew in case you um are listening yeah (laughs) in case you were listening (laughs) um stew wrote the original xenon as well as z3 which we will get to i don't know at some point when I'm 55 in 2028, so, <laughs> uh, smart house, phantom of the megaplex, true confessions, got to kick it up, going to the mat cow and cowbells, all decoms. And then he also wrote the land before time, which I always mention because the land yep. before time rocks. Yes. Okay. The cast is like medium. So Kirsten storms plays Xenon Carr, reprising her role from the first She's movie. She's back baby. Yep. You might recognize her as well from Johnny tsunami and more recently on general hospital where she has been forever a fame. Shadia Simmons plays Nebula Wade stepping in for Raven Simone who played Nebula in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Shadia was also in the color of friendship and Quince. Yeah. She is not in Z3. She's not in Z3. Lauren Maltby plays Margie Hammond. She was also in the original Xenon and as basically the antagonist, one of the antagonists or sort of like a side antagonist. And then she was also in Stepsister from Planet Weird as kind mm-hmm. of a similar 
character, like cool girl who's mean kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or mean girl, as one would who's say. Who's cool. <laughs> or oh. mean girl who's cool. So here's where we get a couple more recasts. Susan Brady plays Astrid Carr, Xenon's mom. Um, she's also in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, which we haven't gotten to yet. Mm -hmm. Also, Susan Brady is from New Zealand, which prompted me to look where this movie was filmed. And it was filmed in New Zealand. No way. Yes. So we're back oh, so to... Fun. There's, there were some fun jungle shots yeah. that I was curious where they were. Yep. So that's really fun. Yes. Yeah. So they were in New Zealand for this, which also makes sense because I'll skip ahead a little bit to Tom Wright, who played Orion. And he was, you will recognize him as my favorite character in Stepsister from Planet Weird. I forget what his name was in that, but he was the the lovable idiot. Yeah, I couldn't remember which movie we had seen him in, but I knew we'd seen him before. Yeah, and then um, he is more recently known for shows like Top of the Lake and The Bridge, which are both big in Australia and New Zealand. Okay. Okay, then back to the parents. So Robert Curtis Brown played Mark Carr. Um, he's also recast from the first movie. Um, he has he is a character actor. He's been yeah. in everything. You probably recognize his face. He like started early in his career with a lot of soap operas. He was on Matlock. Um, he was more recently in A Handmaid's Tale and CSI mm. Vegas and Station 19 is what I sort of recognize him from more recent more recently. What's um, his name? Robert Curtis Brown. Curtis Brown is hyphenated. I'm going to see what I know him from because we're going to know him from different things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's in High School Musical, too. Oh, he is? <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's so funny. I'm pretty sure that he's Sharpay's dad. Oh, OK. That would make sense. He's kind of like, maybe not. Well, let's find out. We'll find out but in, again in like eight years. Yeah. OK. Who, who else? Now? OK. So Philip Reese played Protozoa, who was also Protozoa in the first Xenon. Um, mm -hmm. he's also like done some other random stuff. He had a longer, longish stint on a show called undressed on 24 and on nip talk among other things. He's, you know, he's working nice. Uh-huh. Um, Holly Folger played Judy, um, also reprising her role. She was along with being the original Xenon had a long or a recurring role on Ellen, like the, the mm -hmm. show Ellen. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't appear that she acts anymore. She like hasn't been in anything since 2013. Nice. So, Good for her. Taking a break. Yeah. And she's great. So like it was a choice. So, yeah. Stuart Pankin reprised his role as Commander Plank. And he, you know, he's been in stuff. The thing that I thought was interesting about his resume was that he was the voice of Earl the dad on the show Dinosaurs. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm the baby. Yeah. Gotta love exactly. Me. <laughs> That's like, all I remember from that show. He he always yelled at Earl, not the mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I used that's to watch. So funny. I know. I used to watch that show all the time, but I like forgot about it until I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Getz played General Hammond, Margie's dad. I mean, he's been in literally everything yeah more recently he's been in stuff like homeland transparent bosch timeless dirty john i mean this man has a long long resume okay synopsis is a little bit long 
Armed with a restricted zone roaming pass awarded to her for her heroism, 15-year-old Xenon Carr and her best friend Nebula stir up trouble all over the space day. When their antics come to the attention of Commander Plank, he sentences Xenon to work in the alien patrol lab, where she will spend hours waiting for signs of alien life. After Xenon receives what she believes to be a radio signal from an alien, she tries to convince the skeptical crew. That's like half the plot. <laughs> There's yeah. like a whole other. There's a whole other. But yeah. yeah, it's not the yeah. worst. Synopsis I think it's interesting that they had a full sentence based on her and Nebula's antics when that's literally like the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah, maybe if it's even three yeah. minutes. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good point. I don't know. Uh, Al, what were your first impressions? Thanks, Val. Um, before I say my first impressions, I just want to let everyone know that I finally went back and wrote down all of my ratings from all of these movies. And I was surprised at some of my answers. I didn't remember that I gave Brink a (laughs) 9.5. And even though I gave it a 9.5, I don't think that it's my favorite movie that we watched. I just think that it's a good movie. And that is art. (laughs) (laughs) And that's criticism. That and that's criticism of art, which is what we are doing, <laughs> which here. is what we are doing right now. right now. So I just that was really fun for me to go back and look at everything. Um, I loved this movie. I thought it was way better paced than the first one. I thought it was well acted. I thought the plot was good. Oh, I just, it just hit. Um, so I'm giving this one an eight and a half today. Nice. Yeah, I remembered a lot of it, but not like. I the one the part that I forgot was like the whole alien part of the movie. But I remember seeing certain scenes. I remember protozoa. I remember the like space things. So the space things. <laughs> I don't know. I really I really enjoyed rewatching this movie. I did. Um, the, it was a little more like plot heavy in terms of giving context to things where I had to go back and rewatch certain things to be like, oh, what did they say? Because I didn't understand what's happening, Mm. which is very mature of them um, (laughs) to assume that children were able to comprehend this as well um, because a 28 year old woman had to rewind. And that wasn't possible back then. Right. So um, I that's kind of why I give it like a little bit less than a 10. But I really, really, really liked this movie. Val, what were your first impressions? I, too, really enjoyed this movie. I, we finally agree. <laughs> we agree. No, I was. So I have been the last few movies I've watched like first thing in the morning. And I was worried mm. that part of why I wasn't as excited about them was because I was watching them first thing in the morning. But yeah. that is not true because I watched this movie first thing in the morning and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. So I, I think that my opinion is that Xenon, the first movie, walked so that this movie could run because oh hell yeah, this Love movie that. didn't need to explain a lot of the things or introduce a lot of the things that the first movie did. Right, so it got to start from like farther down the path. Yeah, it also kind of redid the plot in a lot of ways. Like it sort of hit a lot of the same like mm-hmm. like plot points or like character issues that these characters have. Yeah, but it addressed them in a more 
complete, holistic way and in a more mature way, to your point, actually, I I think that this was just a more mature movie, which makes perfect sense because they go from Mm -hmm. being tweens to being like full blown teenagers. Yeah. And so like there are a lot more conversations about like these are my weaknesses or this is why I do the things that I do or things like or like reflecting on like why you have ended up in a place. Right. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, I think that that's awesome when a movie that's meant for kids or teenagers takes that on, because I think teenagers are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. For sure. Yeah. So it's like playing to the top of your intelligence, as we say in improv. Right. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that. And I also enjoyed, you know, all the like beautiful vistas of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, Having been there, I was like, yep, this is amazing. And I miss it. Mm -hmm. And it's yes, it is like there's one like beach shot that I was like, that is really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was great. I had so much fun. And I think that like they were having fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you could see like in particular, I was watching Philip Reese, the guy who plays Mm -hmm. Protozoa. And there are so many scenes where he is in the background of a shot where it's not like about him in particular, where he's like hip thrusting or like doing something in character that's like so silly and he's having so much fun. And that I just thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great and definitely would watch again and will probably watch again at some point. After I'm changing my answer, I'm going to change it to a nine. Oh, wow. Okay. Nine. Nice. I think I think that's deserved. I agree. Yeah. Al, did you have any favorite quotes or moments? Yeah, I um, I didn't write a lot down because I was enjoying it so much. (laughs) So these are my favorite quotes. I liked when she said, will you ice? Yeah. Instead of like a calm down. Right. Loved that. (laughs) And then when we see the general, the army general come and she goes, flattering major general <laughs> i liked the line uh never send an amateur to do a job for a pro <laughs> and then this specific character didn't know how to do it <laughs> <laughs> and then i liked the line they're aliens margie not ghosts bunny and then yep something happened yep oh and then <laughs> Orion says, my mom and dad went to the Milky Way and all I got were these crummy humans. <laughs> like all I got was this t-shirt because my grandma went to Florida. Or something. I that was funny. <laughs> the other like moments that I liked were a casual recast of Raven Simone. Mm-hmm. Um, she has lots of pull on this spaceship for being 15 years old. And the, I, there was one scene where Margie and Xenon don't make words and they just eyebrow at each other. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And then I was curious. They kept saying like the time of things. And I was curious if the time in space operates the same as time on Earth. My That's guess, just a question for life. Right. My guess is that they were using like a time like reference point on earth right because otherwise they're literally orbiting earth so they would be like going through time zones like every day right yeah so well and that's that's my question of like if the russians are also up there are the russians going off the russian time but what if their space stations are right next to each other it doesn't matter it's whatever you're deciding is 8 a.m time is a construct it is okay everything is a construct (laughs) 
<laughs> Literally I everything is a construct. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> Anything else? Um, no, I think I'm good. Val, any favorite quotes or moments? Sure. Also, you reminded me I wanted to note. I thought Shadia Simmons did a great job. She was know, awesome. As, as Nebula. I I really like her as an actor. I know. I wish she was in more. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even really think she acts anymore. And I, she's great. No. So, yeah, she was a wonderful recast. You wouldn't have even mm-hmm. known that she was replacing someone. Yeah. Okay. Quotes. So at one point, Orion's getting like really worked up describing like the alien stuff. And he's like, <laughs> uh, to assume we are the only units in space. I mean, that is not only ludicrous. It's so arrogant. I personally call it ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> um, and then at one point, Margie goes, Trey viral. He broke up with you. Are you pancaked? <laughs> 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 so good yep um i liked this quote just because it's uh hits you hard just because i can't explain it doesn't mean it's not true yeah mm-hmm. and that's on depression <laughs> <laughs> yeah another one nobody ever achieves greatness without risk uh Okay, Zequel. I know, right? Stu Krieger hitting us with yes. all these heavy, heavy thoughts. Stu shout out. Stu shout out. Uh, Prozo goes, if I can't find new heights to hit, then I'd rather, I'd just rather be a Havana Cabana boy than a burnout sellout. Was once, isn't now, but still fabulous looking rock star. So good. <laughs> oh, also at the very top of the movie, they do a Star Wars crawl. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that is it down. bold. Mm-hmm. bold of this movie to do that um and it wasn't even like you know at that point they weren't owned by the same company it wasn't like it was right. some kind of like connection you know whatever they yeah just, it was just oh that's a space movie yeah and then at one point xenon's mom says this lovely thing to her you constantly push push us into places we never thought in a million years we'd be able to go yeah that was cute so sweet Another one that's going to hit you hard. Sometimes we get we can get so safe, we practically stop living. Wow. I know. Hitting it's us true. hard. Xenon yeah. the sequel. Friends, if you're listening to this, like, rewatch this movie. Yeah, it's great. Like, like pause this. Yes. Go watch it mm-hmm. and come back. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you what it is. But this is a movie. Like, this is like, go rewatch Brink before you listen to Brink. This is one of those that's like. Go rewatch this movie. Yes. And you really don't need to watch the original to know what's going on. Like to follow. No, because the narrator tells you everything that happened in the beginning. Exactly. Exactly. So the crawl will catch you up, but it's it's a delight, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about before we go to Spoiler City? The only thing that I wanted to mention before we go to Spoiler City was that this is our first sequel. Oh, yeah. And we're entering into like sequel Sequel territory yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure so just wanted to to do just make it known that it is our first uh, decom sequel wow and what is it 24 25 something like that i think so this is our 25th episode yeah ep 25 oh my god and it is our first sequel oh no what's quarter life crisis (laughs) (laughs) that's why we're redoing movies and sequels Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, shall we uh, strip down to our plastic vests and our loincloths? Space nudes. <laughs> Did you see that she was basically wearing like a onesie with like 
a lo- like a plastic loincloth on yeah, for weird. most of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's just do that. Great. We have blasted off and whilst during blast off, our clothes fell off and we're in our plastic suits. So welcome to Spoiler City, where we spoil the movie for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, lights up on a screen with some stars and you got it. We're going to have a Star Wars opening where we have a narrator who's not seen on recap the last movie for us because burp, 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 this is our first sequel. The narrator doesn't come back. So my initial like was kaput. Mm -hmm. We open up uh, onto the spaceship and uh, Xenon and Nebula are trying to sneak into this really cool thing. And she's like, I found this really cool place and I found a game that we can play. And it turns out that this game looks like Pong if you've ever played it. But uh, <laughs> but instead of it being just Pong, uh, it opens up the the space portal in Commander the Plank's airlock. office. Which, by the way, the why airlock. does he have an airlock in his office? One, why does he have an airlock in his room? <laughs> Two, okay, we're spoil and we're in Spoiler City. So this man goes into his office and figures it out, and it's open, and he doesn't just. Die. die yeah right away. two people survive an open so, airlock what's <laughs> happening here also if she said i found this game it's really fun it means that she's done this before and you can't tell that she's done it before Exa- so i wrote the exact a lot same of thing plot down. holes right yeah. here, right off the bat that's why we gave it a nine instead of a ten okay <laughs> then we we cut to xenon is basically grounded by the ship uh not grounded like last time where she sent to earth but just in trouble and she has to you know, stay in her room for now. And because Greg is not in this movie, they have to cut his character out somehow. Mm -hmm. So he, she hangs up the phone and says, Greg dumped me. Mm -hmm. And so she gets dumped by Greg. And it's mostly because he's just not in this movie. So it was a way to kind of get him out. Right. I think he might've already been doing Everwood. So he probably, probably have time. Yeah. So I wrote down Margie had something to do with this, (laughs) (laughs) which is funny. (laughs) Then um, she gets grounded to the AP lab, which is the Val. It's the alien patrol patrol. So she uh, so instead of being grounded to her room or to Earth, she gets grounded to the AP lab, which is the alien patrol lab in like the basement of the ship where she meets Orion, who I'm sure she already knows, but he patrols the lab looking for alien contact. So he watches this screen basically with all of these waves. Also, can we talk about that? He's Plank says Orion's been working there for five years, but he's the same age as Sinan. So he's been working there since he was 10. Love that for him. He's so (laughs) smart. He is so smart. (laughs) So she has to work in the AP lab with Orion for a month. She goes back to her room and she turns on the TV and we find out that protozoa is missing on earth and no one can find him. This would be really sad. I very related to this movie as if protozoa to Xenon is Harry Styles oh. to me. So if Harry Styles, <laughs> I was thought missing, that's where we were going. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'd be pissed. Okay. <laughs> Do not go missing Harry. I will miss you. He's not okay, going anywhere. Just, He's getting Marvel he, money now. I know he's he's going to be a very big success during our lifetime, which I called in 2012. Okay, (laughs) great. I love this. (laughs) I'm getting really sidetracked doing this one. Sorry. Okay, 
Then the mil- the U.S. military, we find out Commander Plank says that they are going to come take over the ship after the fall of Wincom and that the ship is falling apart. We find that it's like deteriorating because during all of that stuff, it fell out of orbit. So because it fell out of orbit, it's kind of just floating aimlessly and the ship itself is deteriorating. But they also are going to like let parts of the ship go in hopes to like get back in orbit, which spoiler alert doesn't work, but we'll get there. So then we, we have the U S army, which is basically the 2000, the 2001 version of space force, <laughs> like spaceship covered in camouflage, which makes no sense for and space. Also when the general first arrives, he looks like he's from world war two. Yeah. Like his truly. uniform like, is what's going ridiculous. On. So they come aboard and Commander Plank is like, Xenon, go away. And the general is like, oh, no, I don't need you, Commander Plank. I need Xenon. And so the general is like, I have a really big task for you. And Xenon's like, yeah, I'm going to save the ship. And he goes, I need you to watch my daughter. And then goes her footsteps down a hallway. It's Margie, our bully from the last movie crazy how is she here oh what Val it's her dad okay (laughs) the general is Margie's dad so now Margie is on the ship Xenon has to be nice to Margie because as I previously mentioned the ship is kind of like a big donut it's like two or three big donuts stacked on one on top of each other and they're breaking off parts of the donut uh, that mean includes living quarters, that includes labs, which means that they have to kick people off the ship. People don't want to leave the ship. People like living in space. But there is a chance that like Xenon's family could get kicked off to Earth. Uh, so Margie is like, I'm going to blackmail you if you do- aren't nice to me. I'm going to make your I'm going to tell my dad. So then we see this really fun montage of Xenon doing chores for Margie, cutting her food, painting her nails doing her homework, all of those things. The funny one is when she's painting her toenails, she puts glue in the nail polish. That might be a scene that you remember from watching this movie um, where Margie goes to take off her sock and it's like stuck to her toes. (laughs) I remember that entire scene very vividly. (laughs) Then we cut back to Xenon in the AP lab and she sees something that something was detected. So it was like a weird wave on the screen and it was like a zoom is how they, in subtitles, it was like Mm Z-U-M and it was like a zoom. And she tells Orion and Commander Plank and he says, I assigned you down here to keep you out of trouble, not to detect aliens. And I wrote, it's a very boy who called wolf situation. And then two minutes later, someone goes, my family thinks that you're the girl who cried alien. So no one believes her that she heard this this Val is really upset at this. <laughs> yeah, because she literally just went through this. Like I, I write right. down like, how is it possible that they won't even entertain that she mm-hmm. could possibly be telling the truth because she just went through this where they didn't believe her, and then she turned out to be completely right. right. I just that's like. You have to suspend belief for this, obviously. Right. But like it, it like made me so mad. <laughs> well, that and if you have this much technology, you're going to have record. Right. You're going to be recording this. You're Ex- going to have record that it exists. You're going to like. Right. It didn't just go away and you're never going to hear it again. You right. know, right. so a smaller pothole. I don't know. 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Margie is then now, because Xenon has, for the last month, been away, Margie has taken over, like, Xenon's friends, including Nebula. So you can start to see that Xenon and Nebula are, like, not butting heads, but you can just kind of see that they're pulling apart just a little bit. And at one point, Nebula is like, well, you can't hang out with me anyway, so what do you want me to do? So it's very interesting. Uh, I think it's interesting, too, that Nebula didn't get in trouble because they were both playing the thing. But I know that Xenon is the one who, like, took her there. But she should have gotten, like, a week in AP Lab. Right. I think that it's kind of like when she does the spacewalk in the first one where, like, all the kids are there, but, like, she's the one whose idea it was and, like, whatever. And she takes the hit because she doesn't want them to get in trouble. So I think it's probably something like that. But also, I will say that at the beginning, Xenon does kind of give Nebula permission. You know, she sort of says, like, it's okay, go hang out with her. I can't, like, come anyway. And Um, then it turns into every day, all the time, never seeing her. Right. Xenon hears aliens again. She's back in the AP lab and she hears it. And this time it's like a, she knows like it is a full on zoom. Like you can hear it. We hear it. And she pulls Commander Plank and Margie's dad. And Margie's dad is literally like, I'm going to shut down this entire lab because it's malfunctioning. And Xenon's like, it's not malfunctioning. I'm telling you it's working correctly. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it work. So then she leaves the AP lab because they're like, you're not allowed here anymore. Also, she's done. Isn't this such like adult men, like looking down on teen girl energy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, yeah. Okay, little girl, whatever. I know better. It was so infuriating. Right. (laughs) Stupid. So then we see a Nebula and Xenon fight. We see this is where they get mad at each other and they're not talking anymore. And then Xenon is grounded now in her room and she's playing on her iPad and she fully shuts off her iPad. And they called it something of like a video pad or something. And I was like, zap pad. Yeah, truly insane that we call them iPads. I know. But she turns off her zap pad and then she's just standing doing something else and her zap pad starts ringing. She turned it off and it starts ringing. And it's the same screen and it's the same zooms. And it turns out, Val, what is it? It's zoom, zoom, zoom. zoom. No, make my heart go. It's just zoom, zoom, zoom. She goes, I've heard that before. Protozoa. And so she, she is thinking she, or she calls Orion to come down to her room. And she's like, they want to meet Protozoa. These aliens have heard of Protozoa and they want to meet him. How cool. And so then the ship, we see part of it detaches. And so it's starting to get real of like the Titanic, you know, (laughs) about to crash. And we find out Xenon goes up to Nebula. She's like, girl, why are you so mad at me? Nebula's like, I'm not, but I'm leaving. And Nebula and her family, her parents' lab is on the next part of the ship that's getting detached. So she has to go down to Earth. So they're very sad. So Xenon, instead of beating around the bush, she sneaks off the ship. Okay. We see her getting where she's in this little box and then she's trying to get out of the box. And who knows how long she was in there, but uh, very funny. And then she gets out of the box and then we hear took you long enough. (laughs) And Margie did the same thing. I wrote it in all caps. I was like, so did Margie. I was so surprised. So Margie was like, why do you get to go on all the cool adventures? Blah, blah, blah. 
So Margie followed her. They go to Aunt Judy's house because they knew Aunt Judy would believe her because Aunt Judy rocks. And they're trying to figure out where Protozoa is because she wants to get Protozoa to bring him to the aliens because they want to meet Protozoa. So they're like, how do we find out where he is? No one's heard from him in months. He's absolutely hiding away. So they think about the lyrics of his songs to figure out where he is. And due to some incredible escape room puzzle, (laughs) they figure out that he is in Nova Linda Cove, which is the middle of nowhere. So Aunt Judy drives them to this fence and just lets these two 15-year-olds travel into the jungle alone. And it's not a montage, but it's a very fun series of scenes of Margie and Xenon in the in the jungle of Margie trips and, and she goes, will you carry me? And then she trips and falls into mud and they have a fun interaction with a spider. And it's very fun. You know, it's a fun scene yeah. where they're, they're not friends yet, but you can kind of see them start to like tolerate each other. Mm-hmm. So we go back to, we see, we go back to the ship and Margie left on her iPad a video for her dad to see where she straight up lied and said, Xenon forced me to get off the ship. I'm in danger, blah, blah, blah. And it, that movie was so mad. I was irate. Uh, I know it was so bad. <laughs> then we go we cut back to the jungle and we see this fun interaction with the big tarantula. Then we cut back to the ship where Xenon's parents are talking and they're playing like technology chess, which is not real chess, but it's very funny. They're like, we haven't heard from Xenon in a while. So they end up uh, going to her room. Or they had made a comment of, well, I knocked on her door and she said, go away. And so they tried again and they knocked on her door and she said the same thing the same way. And so they did it. They walked in, realized she wasn't there. And every time you'd knock, she had set something up. So kind of Ferris Bueller's Day off where you like ring the doorbell and it plays a recording. Mm-hmm. Um, Xenon is so smart. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, <laughs> she is so smart. <laughs> so finally... They stumble upon Nova Linda Cove and find Protozoa's house. They step onto the grass and some technology, who knows what this is, <laughs> causes them to not be able to move. And it just like, it's like laughing gas. It's but like, like tickling, tickling you. Yeah. And so this is the line where, where Margie goes, don't like, what are you doing? And Xenon can't tell her like, don't come. Cause she's laughing too hard. Margie's like, don't have an adventure, do a pro job. And, um, <laughs> Very funny. So then Protozoa comes out and he's like, oh my God, it's Xenon. You're really cool. You're a really cool 15 year old. And I'm a 35 year old, you know, (laughs) but they talk to him and he admits that he was hiding because he wanted to figure out his next adventure. He was kind of feeling very low, very depressed. He didn't feel like anything he was doing had meaning anymore. And so he just kind of cut everyone off and they finally convince him to go to space. She's like, this will be your next adventure. Go to space, meet the aliens. So then we see this really beautiful moment between the parents of being worried. Mom is really worried and she wears a, a, a safety helmet throughout the movie sometimes of leaving the spaceship. And they have this really nice conversation of if we have to leave, it'll be okay. It'll be really scary and we don't want to do it. But if we have to, like, there's nothing we can do about it. And their family, they say family is getting through whatever we have to face together. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really beautiful. Then they try to leave to go to their lab and try to find Xenon. And the army man are at their door and they say, you're under house arrest. And they're like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) and they're under house arrest until xenon returns with margie so at this point the general is still under 
under the impression that Xenon has kidnapped Margie and he's like, I'm going to trap Xenon's parents until they return her. Then we cut back to Protozoa and he's found his newfound love for writing. He's back at it. And so, and then it's like, how are we going to get back in contact with the aliens if it happened once and space is infinite? How are we going to find where these aliens are? And the aliens either earlier or then send Xenon a map of where they are. And so she has that on her iPad. So she calls Orion and sends the map to to him to decipher where they are. And then Xenon wants to call her dad to get the ship to send like a, a safety ship to so that they can send them up. So then Margie tries to get in contact with her dad to say, dad, I'm fine. Actually, can you send a ship to come get me? She can't contact him, but she can see video of him. And she hears that everyone on the ship will be off the ship next week. And they're freaking out because it's this bad. And then Aunt Judy tells Commander Plank the entire story. And he's like, are you serious? And Aunt Judy is like, I would never lie to you, my handsome boyfriend. (laughs) And so he believes her and that we love when men believe women, mm-hmm. even though he didn't believe women earlier, but at least to listen to his girlfriend. <laughs> and so he's like on board for like, OK, I will help to get the get protozoa to the aliens. Margie and Xenon fight and they're like, why do you hate me? And she goes, I, you're mean to me. And she goes, no, that's just how I am. And she goes, why are you like that then? <laughs> Xenon goes, start by learning you're not the only person in the galaxy with problems. So then uh, they kind of like, Xenon and Margie kind of make up and we see them start to become friends. Then we have Nebula's mom in the kitchen talking to Nebula. And this is the the Earth kitchen that they're in. So they're settled in and they're like, nah, this sucks, but whatever. And then the army comes in their front door and is like, where's Xenon? And Nebula's like, I don't know. <laughs> okay? I don't know. And then Plank gets approval to fly the ship down to Earth. He goes, hey, um, he like fakes it, but he's like, hey, I just want to go visit my girlfriend. So c- the general is like, okay, yeah, no problem. You can take the ship. And Aunt Judy tells Plank what beach to meet at. And then the army shows up at, um, then the army shows up at Judy's house and she escapes through the back door and over its garage. And then their plank is getting ready to go. He is like, I'm going to go take this ship. He's on his way. And it's, it's a case of like, look behind you before you talk. Yeah, and he had spilled the beans too. Or don't talk at all. <laughs> Out <laughs> he like spilled the beans to Orion of like, this is, I'm actually going to take protozoa to here's the the whole plan yeah the general was standing right behind him so the plan was put then so then commander plank can't take the ship anymore so they're kind of screwed but xenon doesn't know that orion sneaks into xenon's parents place to talk to them and be like what do we do and then at the same time aunt judy is at nebula's house so everyone's kind of like trying to contact there's a lot there's a lot going on but it's really all inter it's it's good Watch it. <laughs> hijinks. Yeah. So, oh, hijinks ensue. <laughs> so we find out that Plank is the only one out of all of these people who can fly a ship until mom. And she has been, what did, what did Val say earlier? She has been afraid to live. And so she was afraid to fly this ship, but she's the only other person who knows how to fly a ship. 
So Orion sneaks her through the air ducts to get to the spaceship to take it, but it doesn't end up being a regular spaceship. It ends up being the garbage truck of (laughs) space shuttles, but it's the only way they can sneak one out. And so they take the garbage truck out and mom is freaking out, flying this air, you know, this airship. What is it? Spaceship? Shuttle. (laughs) Shuttle. Thank you. And they, they land at the same beach where Aunt Judy is and Nebula is and Margie is and Protozoa is and xenon is and so they all met at the right beach at the right time and mom and orion come down and pick them up and right at the same time the army is on the beach somehow in um coming to to take the shuttle down. on all these atvs yeah <laughs> it's like the funniest thing I've ever yeah coming to take the shuttle down and uh very funny also, when did mom and was it mom and dad that had the conversation about like how having kids like changes your sense of like fear or was um, it mom with Orion? I don't know. At one point when she's like either considering or just after she decides to fly the shuttle, she just says uh, they have this discussion about like she's like, why am I like this? You know, I used to be so brave and adventurous. And I think it's the dad. I think he says something like, well, you had a kid. And that changes everything. And I just, yeah, and then he probably says that family line. Yeah, and I thought that mm-hmm. was like really cool to talk about because like it's just like mm-hmm. something that teenagers don't really think about, but like right. it gives you context on your own parents, you know, to yeah. think about stuff like that. So it's cool. I don't know. No, okay. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then um, the army is on the beach and they take off, and mom gets the ship up. She was really worried she wouldn't be able to get it up, and they don't hit the cliff, and then they're back in space. So the general yells at dad and he yells at Plank and dad's just like, dude, calm down. Okay. And so then he kind of does. Dad is like a hero in this situation and they're up in space. They go to the right spot on the map and they can't find, they can't find the aliens. And then this is where mom and Xenon have a really nice moment where mom thanks Xenon for taking her out of her cocoon Mm -hmm. is, is the quote that I wrote down. And Xenon's like, how are we doing this? Like, we can, we're going to stay up here forever. And they're like, oh yeah, no, we have enough gas. We have enough food. We're good. And then they run out of gas and she's like, oh no, no, we got the auxiliary tanks. And it's like, (laughs) just kidding. Those are empty. And she goes, what the heck, Orion? And he goes, oh, he forgot (laughs) to mail the auxiliary tanks with gas. And so they're like about to die because they get pulled into a moon's orbit. Pulled into the moon's orbit. Yeah. So they're about to die and everyone's freaking out. But Xenon is staying weirdly calm. She looks out the window and the aliens who she had been contacting come and save them. This is a very arrival moment. If you've ever seen <laughs> Arrival, um, don't watch that movie. I mean, I clench my ass the entire oh, time. I love that movie. Um, I hate I'm, I don't like space. So that's why. So then the aliens save them from crashing into the moon. And this is where we get the Mar- Margie's like, do you think they're going to come aboard? And Xena's like, they're not ghosts. And then it comes aboard. <laughs> and it is a ghost. Then <laughs> it is a ghost. And it's just like this floating orb. It's not even an and orb. It's sort of like this. It's just like glitter. It's like, a, it's like yeah, just it's sort of like floating. a circle orb. It's yeah. like an amoeba. Yeah. Amoeba orb. Yeah. And Xenon 
talks to it and they find out that they don't want protozoa. That's not what they were doing. What do they want? And Xenon, it kind of like goes into her brain and like talks to her so that it can understand what it's saying. And it, they've been lost for three years, three earth years. And this is where I had that question of time. They've been lost for three earth years and their like system broke and they need working instruments and they want to like take their navigation system from them. And if, if they can, then we'll take you back to your ship. And they're like, okay, well then why didn't you just take it? And they go, taking without asking is not polite. <laughs> and I just thought that was so cute. So um, <laughs> they nice just knew that like doing the like zoom, zoom, zoom was going to be the way to get in contact with these, with, you know, the humans. Because they heard and Protozoa's concert. They heard Protozoa's song. And so then they end up snaking into their computers and just like sucking out all the information and they deliver back to the ship and then they fly away. And the army dad still does not believe them. He needs proof that they exist, which once again, silencing women. Okay. (laughs) But the ship is deteriorating and Margie stands up for Xenon and is like, no dad, you're being a mother idiot. Okay. (laughs) You suck. Stop silencing women. Um, and then because the, the ship is literally falling apart as we speak, the alien didn't leave yet. It took all of the broken pieces, put it back onto the ship and moved it back into orbit. So it would stop deteriorating. And that's the beautiful story of that. But there is like a final ending where Protozoa puts on a little concert with a new song and it's really beautiful. And then it turns out it's a wedding <laughs> for uh, Commander Plank and Aunt Judy and Margie and Xenon have made up and Xenon makes eyes at Orion. Is that going to come back in Z3? Mm-hmm. And Plank and Dad, um, Plank and General makeup and all is right in the Xenon universe. Yep. The galaxy is ours. That's the new song. It's a good one. I definitely recognize it, but I didn't remember the lyrics. Yeah, same. It wasn't mm-hmm. like Zoom, 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 where I was like, yeah, I know this whole song somehow. Yeah. Um, I like this movie. Um, It's great. I feel like this, my, uh, I feel like my explanation was long or my synopsis was long because I like this movie so much. I wanted to include all the information. Totally. And it's got, there's a lot going on, not in a bad way. It's a complete movie with a good story, good uh, exploration of character. Yeah. It's great. This is one of the best, if not the best one we've seen so far. Yeah, I agree. I think I think my favorites now are probably this one and under wraps. Yeah, I think me too. And yeah. and Brink, but I have a soft spot for Brink. Yeah. I, I came into this with Brink yeah. as my favorite. Val, I don't have anything crazy to mention before we go to bingo, but if you do The only go thing for it. the only thing I wanted to point out was that the interior of Protozoa's house and the interior of Judy's house are the same house. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I yep. was like, this is the same set. They just put up. All right, we're just going to turn the camera this yeah. way. <laughs> Move that plant. Yeah, it was so funny, but I liked it. Yeah, like they did a really good job with set design. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah. a lot of it is practical, which I think was smart. Mm-hmm. Because especially at the time, like you can't animate as much and do as much. Right. But when they did have to animate it, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Welcome to bingo. <laughs> Zero. Zoom, 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 bingo. Zoom. <laughs> okay, perfect. I will go first. Okay. Uh, one hit wonder song. Well, <laughs> yes, but also yeah. like now I feel weird about that because like obviously this is his second hit. I don't oh. think it counts. Damn it. 
It's such a good song. It's such a good song. It's I mean, it's just not a one hit wonder. Yeah, because he has a two hit wonder. It's a two hit wonder. Stupid. (laughs) All right. Next box. (laughs) Breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. Mm? There is one and I notice it when the aliens fly by the window. Oh, okay. Everyone looks directly in the camera <laughs> as if the alien is like the camera it. okay and All i right. noticed it cool mm-hmm. cool holiday themed no nope. space themed mm-hmm. clunky metaphor um i think that i mean i think that like going into space and like exploring space and like talking to alien contacting the aliens is all sort of like a physical manifestation of like how Xenon is so brave and like brings the best qualities out of everyone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like the way I guess. OK, this is the most cliche way of putting it. The way that the aliens draw Xenon to them uh-huh. and out like out into untamed space is the same way that Xenon pulls everyone else out of their comfort zone. Whoa. I'm marking it. <laughs> <laughs> done that's Val this is beautiful <laughs> thank you just did that on the spot yeah <laughs> um, we're gonna keep her around everyone thanks I appreciate that at least for one more week okay I'll do my best I'll do my best to earn my spot okay <laughs> um parents who just don't get it I don't I mean it, but well, they make her like they didn't like no one believed her alien thing. That's true. All right. It took them to a while to turn around. You're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Cool non-parent adult. A lot of them. Protozoa. A Judy. Mm-hmm. Not the general. Commander I would, Plank. Yeah, I would say Commander Plank even. Yeah, there's a yeah. number of them. I really liked his turn in this movie. Yeah, he got more to do in this one. It was fun. Yeah. Someone too famous for a TV movie. No. Not to not not this one. No. Yeah. Competition to resolve central problem. No. Nope. A montage sequence. Yes. Yep. Doing all Margie's biddings. Yeah. That's a fun, fun little part. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Cliche villains. The army. <laughs> yeah. I guess the army. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, if. um. It's kind of like the villain in Avatar is the is the army. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's less extreme than that, but yeah, I mean right. they are sort of indiscriminately invading people's homes and stuff and chasing yeah. after teenagers based on like an assumption. Right. Essentially. Uh clothes or items you owned. No. Mm-mm. I didn't see anything. Yeah, I don't remember if we said Anything from the first movie. I don't remember either, but I mean, it's hard in this movie because it's set in the future. So like mm-hmm. most things are not the way they would be. I mean, there were like things where they'd like turned, they'd like painted a disc man to make it look like something else and things like yeah. that. So probably there was something, but like, I don't know if I count that. Like it would have to yeah, be like that's literally okay. used as the same in the yeah. same way. All right. None. Which is, I don't, we usually mark that one. I know. We usually find something. All right. Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Once again, since we haven't mentioned it in a while, Val will guess. If she gets it within five, 
She will get the point. If we get it 40 to 60, we get the box. I liked this, but I've been burned on a lot of my <laughs> guesses. So I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say 59. <sighs> I was hoping you'd say 50 and you would have got it. Ugh. 46. Oh, come on. I know. I'm a little disappointed That's in everyone lame. for that one. Yeah, but we get the box. Great. Happily ever after. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another freeze frame. Another But there is face. Z3, so something's about to go awry. Yes, but probably. But for right now. Ever after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, almost kissing. There's definitely like a moment with Orion. And it's it's like mm-hmm. so of that era. I really hope he comes back in the third one. Me too. He's great. He's yeah. great. And he's cute. Yeah. I have a soft spot for him. Yep. There was also Done. sort of like a side kiss between Judy and Plank at the wedding. Like a. That's an almost kiss then if it was like a. Yeah, it was definitely like it was a pretty much a legit kiss, but like they sort of missed. It's hard yeah. to explain. You have to see it. No, no, no we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone who became famous. Kirsten Storms and all of our character actors. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Betraying of one's real friends or values. No. Not this time. No. That's no. She, the opposite. She sticks yeah. to her values no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your childhood crush. I don't have any memory, but like I probably would have had a crush on. I kind of want to mark it. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'd sort of thought Protozoa was cute when I was younger. So oh, could, that's right. Duh. He's in that movie. Yeah. No, I don't know. He so was mine. Probably count it for him. But yeah, I for, definitely. For. Orion is definitely the type of kid that I would have like had a crush yeah. on at that age. Nerdy nerd nerd. Yeah, nerdy, but like kind. A kind nerd. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Obviously bad special effects or stunts. I mean, I think we have to count a lot. Have of to the count effects. it only because of when they show the international like space station where all of the shuttles yeah. come. Really bad. Yeah, I mean it's you know, it's a movie from two thousand a TV movie from two thousand one doing a lot of CGI. <laughs> Like yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's bound to be some not great stuff, but I thought they did do a lot of cool stuff. Like I thought mm-hmm. that the way they animated the alien was really interesting. Yeah. Which we had mentioned from in Stepsister from Planet Weird of yeah. the way that they had an interpret. They interpreted aliens. Right. It wasn't like humans. Right. It was like a, a much different head. Yeah. 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 It was like a much different way of of thinking about them totally totally yeah so they did some cool stuff but you know it was yeah. just the limitations of the circumstances yeah our decom stars eric von denton ryan merriman kimberly j brown any lawrence brother or kirsten kirsten bam 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 we get this one again she's doing a lot for us here mm-hmm. she really is good mm-hmm. job kirsten <laughs> Oh, now my favorite box, a musical number. Oh, hell yeah. We get to market today. Mm-hmm. Yay. And I'll put the song in our playlist, too. So Yay. Listen to it. Listen, a reminder to listen to our playlist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Magic. Science magic. Science magic. Okay, we're twins. <laughs> Val's obsessed with me. I can't hold myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um all right someone says the title of the movie 
Okay, so the last time we gave it because it was Xenon. Right. But this one's the sequel, and that one was Girl of the 21st Century, which wasn't said, but we did give it because they say Xenon. Yeah. I think we should only let it fly once, and we should not mark it. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. Because if you say, oh, yeah, the DCOM Xenon, they're like, oh, yeah, the Girl of the 21st Century. They're not about to be like, hmm, this is a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. 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 Scooby-Doo. Yo, yeah. Yo, yeah. Yo, yeah. uh yeah they very much uh solve the solve it uh the heroes create the problem no no the aliens were there on their own and Mm -hmm. the ship was deteriorating on its own right so it was just kind of a coincidence that she was there to hear it yeah lead is a fish out of water no not this time Mm -hmm. that's her world she's an earth veteran and we're just living in it Oh, Val. Oh, no. We got one bingo. Oh, yay. We got one bingo. One we don't typically get. So this is a fun one. Okay. We got, um, if you take your B, go all the way down Mm -hmm. and then go diagonal up. So we have magic, your childhood crush, happily ever after, a montage sequence, and parents who just don't get it. I don't know if we never get that one. one. Yeah. I like it. So very fun. At least we've never gotten it alone. Maybe we've gotten it when we've gotten like two or three. But yeah, yeah. yeah. good job, Xenon, the sequel. Thanks, Xenon. Thanks, Xenon. Are you ready to play, Val? Yeah. Oh, this is a fun game because I actually remembered um, to like set it up today. So (laughs) welcome to Do These Movies Have a Sequel? (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. So since this is our first DCOM sequel, uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, it's a yes or no question. I'm going to give you a movie and you'll just have to say yes or no if this movie has a sequel or not. Okay. I am only going to say a sequel. <laughs> right. Of course. All right. So there's 10 points here you can win, Val. All okay. right. Okay. All right. Number one, Grease. Yes. That is correct. Grease the sequel. <laughs> Number two is our DCOM square cowbells oh god no that is correct okay only one cowbell cowbells the sequel <laughs> this could be really easy but i don't care whatever it's fun um number three dumb and dumber yes that is correct dumb and dumber mm-hmm. the sequel <laughs> number four the simpsons movie oh no that is correct. Okay. Number five, Galaxy Quest. Oh, God. No. Correct. Uh, number six, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. That is correct. Number seven, Jaws. Yes. That is correct. Number eight, The Goonies. Oh, man. This one's going to be my downfall. I know they're making like a remake of it. Oh, God. Yes. No! Oh, shoot! Was no so Goonies too. the sequel. <laughs> All right, we got two more, though. We okay. have number nine, I Am Legend. I, if they did, I I wish they didn't. No. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and number ten, Lion King. Yes. Yes. 
Great Lion King one and a half and two Simba's Bride. Congrats, Val. You got nine out of ten. Oh, man. The Goonies. They tripped me up. I had to have one hard one in there. Because <laughs> if you Google the Goonies 2, it like pulls up like a fake movie poster. So I originally oh, thought the answer was yes. Interesting. And that is not true. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love sequels. I'm excited for some more to pop up. Yeah. There's one in a couple weeks, I think. Yeah. Or a couple episodes. Y'all. Speaking of, Speaking next of, episode. Next episode. Is. Is. Motocross. Motocross. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have a special guest for that one. Yes, we will. Get excited. But it's a surprise. So, so, so you have to tune in to figure out who it is. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Remember to uh, like and subscribe. Yeah. Tell a friend. Leave a review. Everyone have a great week. It is Tuesday and you you rock it today. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see okay. you soon. See you soon. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at decommentaries. Decommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.